Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duke's Rosslyn podcast, I do want to let you know, Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are, without a doubt, my favorite website to head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Superior quality in sound. Also, they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos. But the best part about it is the files are all split separately into MP3s. So you can edit them separately, you can put them together, do whatever you got to do. The main idea is Zencaster, Zencaster.com, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R, for all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just want to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones. All your needs there online for communication, Zencaster has you covered. That's right. Locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, the show about pro wrestling. And everything else. Folks, we are on the road to WrestleMania, and we're also on the road to the six-year anniversary of the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. And this is always a time for reflection. When when you hit these milestones, when you hit these points in, in life where it's like, wow, we, we're still going strong here, it does give me a moment to pause and really think about what am I doing with this show and and how am I ensuring that I'm delivering the best content I can deliver for you, the listeners? I mean, I appreciate everybody taking their own personal time to check in on a, on a weekly basis or an episode basis. So I want to make sure that I'm highlighting some of the, the best people out there, people that I respect and that I enjoy, not only the wrestlers, but as you know, content creators, the, the, you know, just regular fans, journalists, what have you here. Let's grow brands on this show. I mean, that's the whole point. Let's let's make sure that people are aware that there are other folks out there who are putting out some great stuff that I believe you should be aware of. So with that said, this episode right here, I have someone that just cracks me up. Uh, she's fantastic, really, really sharp. But People don't know how to take her at times because she's also just going to come at you direct. But I love it. I think it's great. So without further ado, welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. I call her Mo Muscles, but her name is Monique. Oh, my God. That was quite the introduction. <laughs> you have me blushing over here. Listen, I don't, oh. I don't, I don't put you in a bad spot now. Now you got to live up to all this hype. It's like, damn. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you really just put me over. <laughs> Thank you so much for that introduction, and thank you so much for um, even considering me um, for this podcast. Like, I've been geeking about this moment. I was just like, wow, of all, all these people in, like, this vast, crazy industry, you know, of pro wrestling, um, me, some some random chick from Long Island that, you know, has a, Twitter, a crazy behind Twitter handle, and 
just tweets obscenities <laughs> on Twitter. And I'm either making points or, or I'm causing chaos. It's one or the other. Well, well, that's I the point, to- though. I mean, when we talk about the the wrestling community, and I'm not talking about the wrestlers or the promoters or what have you, but I'm talking about the people that are the consumers, uh, including content creators, because in order to create content about wrestling, you actually have to consume wrestling. The point is you're a real person and the diversity within the way that you talk about wrestling and what you choose to highlight, uh, the things that you put on your page to to bring awareness to i mean it's mm-hmm. cool it's cool and, and that's part of the the community do you find that people um especially people who don't understand what you're doing there do you find that people have a negative reaction when you're highlighting certain things versus other things that they feel should have more attention do you ever get those kind of uh challenges there oh yeah constantly the thing about pro wrestling itself is that it's a subjective sport you know so you're bound to have very strong, very extremist opinions where just even last night, I'm not sure if you were spectating it, but all I said was that I prefer psychology over gymnastics when highlighting Edge versus Taker's WrestleMania match. And then for some reason, I had a bunch of marks that decided to take it and twist it and make it into something else as if I was completely against um like flips and i was against the new style of pro wrestling so it's it's a lot of things like that where i'm making a point um and i'm not saying i'm against this or i'm not completely for that i'm just giving my own take on it and then people kind of tend to twist it into something else just because they feel strongly about their own opinions towards pro wrestling so um yeah, but I want to say most times than not, the people that do follow me or pay attention, um, they they definitely know what, what I'm leading with. They know what I'm trying to get at. They know that I'm not coming from a place of, of malice. You know, I love pro wrestling just as much as the next fan, you know, and I just want to see the sport do better. So I try to highlight the things that are doing well, but I'm going to call out the shit that deserves to be called out. That's just how I am. I'm a straight shooter. How much of the, the backlash that you receive for oh my goodness, having an opinion about pro wrestling. Like, how dare you have an opinion, right? How much of this has to do with the fact that you are a woman? And not only that you're a woman, but you're a woman of color. A lot. There's times where we had just very, very basic discussions about pro wrestling, whether it might be about a talent that one person likes that I might dislike or vice versa, Um, whether it's between watching WWE and being a fan of that versus AEW. Uh, I feel as though for some reason, I do notice that I kind of have to over-explain myself to get my point across. And then when people do see that, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. They'll start to back down because I do feel as though as a woman, um, they tend to think that, oh, you know, she's just watching um, wrestling for generic things like the woman, you know, and I I will watch wrestling for the woman. I want to see the woman do well. Of course, that's a reason why I do watch pro wrestling, but I watch the whole entire product. Like, I'm not just a fan of certain genres of it. I'm a fan of the whole entire thing. And I watch just as attentively as the next fan that is a, a very big fan of the sport. So I do feel as though um, as a woman of color, people do tend to think less of us or less of our opinions, like we don't matter. And I do feel as though in my position now, I, I do need to speak up um, and, and express myself and articulate myself in such a way to show that I know I know what I'm talking about, dude. Like, I know what I am talking about. 
you know, I've been watching this sport since 2004. I got years on me watching this, okay? And don't tell me I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about when I'm when I'm making a point about pro wrestling. That's right. That's right. And, and, and not only that, I mean, no one is blessed with all-knowing knowledge and what have you. And at the end of the day, it's it's about preference. I mean, yeah. if, if I say to you, I prefer to put ketchup and mustard on, on my burger as opposed to mayonnaise or something like that, I'm not right and I'm not wrong. This is my taste. You yeah. know, so so the whole concept of you saying something as simple as I'm not really into the flips and all that stuff. I like to have ring psychology. That's what entertains me. That's what draws me in for people to have a negative reaction to that. It's just very bizarre. Um, it is. In my opinion. Again, it's subjective. Now, you're you're somebody interesting because a lot of people don't post themselves on Twitter, especially when they're for lack of a better term, when they're in the highway of of people having strong opinions and arguing with each other and, and trying to give each other a hard time and things like that. You rarely see the actual pictures of folks. You post your pictures. I mean, you're very serious about working out and things like that. You do cosplay. Uh, you're Ooh. a big fan. Do you feel that because you put your face on it, that that also brings another layer of criticism uh, about your opinions? Honestly, no, and I haven't really thought about it like that because when I got on Twitter, which was only three years ago, um, I was kind of making it an extension of my Instagram page that I no longer have because it's compromised and I refuse to make another one at this time. Um, so I was just posting on Twitter the same way I would post about um, on my Instagram. And I got already used to and comfortable with showing myself, showing myself working out, showing what I'm doing in life, uh, expressing myself to the fullest extent over there. But I just wanted a platform where I could um, pretty much just be myself and have it more so focused on pro wrestling, but allow people to still get to know who I am. I'm not a stan account. Um, and I feel like people get that confused because my account is mainly focused around pro wrestling. But you'll see me um, having blurbs about myself, about what I'm doing, about fitness, just many things. Um, my page is about me. It just so happened that, again, it, it shifted over to be a pro wrestling page. Um, do I feel as though that people judge me or probably um, have a skewed opinion because, you know, it, they, they see a female who looks the way she does, posting herself the way she is, and then having an opinion? Um, Honestly, I don't know that I guess that's up for them to decide because I never really saw it that way. I really I never had um, in an encounter where someone thought that my opinion didn't matter because of the way I looked or how I portray myself, to be honest. That's a, that's a heck of a response. That's a heck of a response. Mm -hmm. and, and that is a that is a real response. So I appreciate that uh, 100 percent. Your, mm -hmm. your Twitter page. And I know that we're we're focused on this right now because but it's it's telling a story here because you're you're really interesting like you said you communicate your your takes on wrestling there and and what have you but you also share other aspects of your life talk to me about the flags mm -hmm. talk to me about the flags in your on your uh twitter page because you got three flags listed there what are they the flags of and, and why did you choose to put those up there because it's pretty cool well mainly because i am mixed and it tends to be a, one of the first three questions 
that I get when anyone introduces themselves to me. So I figured just to get it out of the way, I'm just going to lead with what I am. And I'm very proud of who I am. My mom's West African and Cherokee, and my father's Puerto Rican. And I grew up more so in my household with her culture. So that's what I lead with. Um, So just to kind of nick those questions, I kind of just throw my flags up right there because I am proud of who I am. That's dope. That's dope. And like you said, I mean, it's it's a question you're going to get anyway. So you're it's almost you're leading with this. You're making it clear right from the beginning. You know, this mm-hmm. is the, this is my culture. This is part of who I am. Yeah. Um, so, again, it, it it continues to paint the picture about what you talk about and, and more specifically how you talk about what you're talking about. Again, there's mm-hmm. a lot of diversity in there. There's a lot of layered information in what you post there. Now, I got to ask this question because this is, of course, this is one of the first things people are going to see and be like, what the hell is going on here? Your Twitter handle. (laughs) 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 Uh, This question has to be addressed at some point. So so hold on, hold on, hold on. on. I got to set this up here because I know that there are some people from around the world who are going to log on to Twitter right now and find out who is this Mo Muscles, who's Monique, who's this this, uh, lady that Duke's talking to this week. Tell everybody what your Twitter handle is and then tell them why. Hi. So (laughs) my Twitter handle is Edges Throat Goat. Okay. Um, When I first originally started my Twitter account, like I said, it was just an extension of my Instagram. And then I noticed that I was pretty much using Twitter mainly to just indulge in being a wrestling fan. So over time, I was getting playful with my account (laughs) and I want people to, I wanted to lead with something to where people would know what's my favorite wrestler. And of course, it's a no brainer at this point, or at least for people who know me, that my favorite wrestler is Edge. That's the wrestler that I gravitated towards to when um, I was younger. Um, and still to now he's my favorite, the, the whole entire thing between him and Lita and the whole rated R superstar gimmick. I, I, I just, something I gravitated towards. Um, so I noticed on Twitter, everyone who is a wrestling fan would typically like have their fave in their, their handle. And I'm like, huh, I kind of want to do that. But me being the goofball that I am, I was just, uh, playing around with names. So actually before Edge's throat go. <laughs> I had an even crazier name saying Edge's baby mama. I don't know how that name wasn't taken, but it wasn't. So that was my first name. <laughs> that was my first name because I love Edge. I do. And then one day I decided to just change it again. Kind of like, eh, I don't really know. I don't really think that I like the way that it rolls off the tongue. Let me try something else. And <laughs> oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> Explaining myself is really embarrassing here. <laughs> See that? Listen, you you had to know eventually somebody was going to call you out. Yeah, somebody was going to yeah. ask you what what is up with this Twitter handle here? Because it's here's snowball. the thing: it just snowballed into just more chaos and fuckery, and I just decided I'm gonna go with Edge's throat boat. <laughs> because you know what? At this point, everyone on Twitter knows that that's my man, <laughs> and I'm basically claiming him. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna go with Edge's throat boat. Like that's my territory. So wait, does he know this? Does, does this because this this man is like old enough to be your father? Jesus Christ! Does he know this? I'm pretty sure someone has to tag him because 
as much as people think that Edge doesn't, you know, pay attention to his Twitter, he has blocked many accounts left and right for small things. So I, the fact, <laughs> the simple fact that I have wrote this much about this man <laughs> and his wife, and I haven't been blocked by either or account, but he has blocked other accounts. I'm pretty sure he probably has seen it, but he, you know, out of respect for his family, he probably doesn't comment on it, which I fully respect. <laughs> Now, see, now you, you just put a vision in my head. I can see this guy with that. You know, when he has that 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 silly teethy grin, you know, like the, the cat that swallowed the canary. He has that grin and he starts shaking his head. I can only imagine every time he sees your handle pop up. He's like, yeah, they still love me, baby. <laughs> it has to be because, you know, it's one thing I noticed about him. He has blocked people recently that came at him for his age, you know, because. I mean, it's been it's been a, a gap since he came back, you know, from the last time you saw him during his retirement speech to now. So, of course, you're going to see some physical changes. And he has recently blocked people for shaming his appearance. So I know that he's spectating and I know that he has to see at some point the obscene shit that I, and I would hope I honestly would hope that it does make him feel better. You know, I hope it gets a chuckle out of Beth. I hope Beth knows that I realistically don't hate her. I actually like Beth a lot. <laughs> But just me being me, me being playful or whatnot, me just like poking the bear sometimes. Yeah, you know, I, I have an obscene name. Um, <laughs> hilarious. Absolutely I, hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's something. Um, but that's the first time I actually had to explain myself in detail. <laughs> well, there, there you and have I'm happy it, I got that one out. You, we, we got an exclusive <laughs> here on Duke Loves Wrestling. We finally found out the story behind <laughs> Edge's throat goat. There you go. Now, what do you think about the new change that they just made with Edge? I mean, he came out to a, a totally different song. Um, the whole presentation of his entrance last week on Raw was just completely different. And and dare I say, for me personally, I, I found it more engaging. I, I was a little uh, bored with the old stuff and, and what he has done since he's come back, just in terms of the presentation. But this is like, oh, this is actually really, really cool for me. Do you feel the same way or are you a little disappointed that they've changed him? Um, I want to say I have some mixed feelings about it because ever since he came back, I have been waiting for the rated R superstar in full effect because one of the reasons why I fell in love with Edge's character is just how he was this brilliant, maniacal, just asshole of a character. And he was so charismatic, too. Like, he, he definitely, like, um, came to his own when he was in the Rated R Superstar shtick with Lita and, uh, and after Lita, you know? And it was some of his best work, you know? Um, so I was patiently waiting for him to come back and give me that same feeling, that same fire that was lit inside of me when I would watch him as the rated R superstar. But surely enough, you can't have a, a injury that severe, retire and come back and be a heel. It's just not going to happen. So I dealt with him being a baby face and uh, similar to you, I, I actually did get a little bit bored because um, they were trying new things and it felt like they were just throwing things at the wall and trying to see if something sticks. And I mean, Edge being Edge, he worked with it. You know, he's a veteran. He's great at what he does. Um, 
and I and I've been waiting for this match between him and AJ Styles, man. Like it's been one of those three matches that's been on my list. And I was hoping that, all right, this is the moment. I'm finally going to get my rated R superstar edge in full effect. I'm going to get the opportunist that I missed. And they switched it. And at first, I was totally against it. Because what? who doesn't have an emotional attachment to Metal Ingus? Did you not see that crowd reaction that he got when he came back um, in the 2020 Royal Rumble? Like, that, that created such an emotion from the crowd, even for me. And to have it change in just a couple of years, yes, um, at first, I was completely against it. I was angry, even if it was Ultra Bridge that they changed his theme song to. But then I did, when, when I gave it some time to simmer um, and I reflected on it, I was like, okay, you know, this is probably a much better move for him. Because you have to think about what's going on in his life personally as to why he can't be that character. You have to take into consideration his age. And he probably does want to try something new. And it's very methodical. His new character is very, very methodical. And it's something new. Because um, the thing with WWE is it, it, it tends to be very repetitive at times. Um, this whole WrestleMania feels very predictable. I kind of like the fact that they threw us a curveball and they tried to uh, capitalize and expand on Edge's creativity. Because we kind of almost forgot that about him because we identify with him as being just the rated R superstar. He has so much creative juices flowing in him. And I think he's just having a ball right now, just playing around with different things. So again, at first I was completely against it, but you know, now I'm actually intrigued. It is definitely captured my attention. This is probably the, well, it might be the second time I have had a legitimate edge fan on Duke Loves Wrestling, go into detail about why they love him so much and, and pick apart the character and really, you know, cause me to, to look at it from a different perspective. Because I got to be honest with you, mm -hmm. Mo Muscles, and this is probably going to cause you to want to hunt me down and, 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 and mess me up. Uh, I've never liked him. I think I'm in my a... car right now, so <laughs> choose your words. And you're not, and you're not your that. Words. Listen, you're, I mean, you're, you're East Coast like me, so it's not like, you know, it, it ain't going to be much, but I'm just saying. I never liked Edge. Even better. I think he's a punk. Huh. Uh, I I don't huh. I can't remember a single feud that he ever had where I rooted for him. And ironically, huh. I feel the same way about his wife. I've always rooted against her. I've never liked her. Um, I'm not talking about them as people. I'm talking about the wrestling characters. I just there's just something about the two of them. They, they are a match made in heaven because I have literally rooted against the two of them for over 20 years now, and I'm going to continue to do it. Although I will say. That was a really cool entrance, and I, I felt disappointed because if Malachi Black, if if uh, whatever the hell, Tommy End, whatever the hell they want to call him, Alistair Black, if he would have came out to that type of entrance, I think he'd still be in the WWE today. So the whole time I'm watching Edge, I'm saying to myself, damn, how come they couldn't give that to Alistair Black? So I don't know. He might turn me with this. If he keeps, if he keeps on with this aura, I might actually have to back. You know, Roman Reigns did it to me when he became the tribal chief. I had to take back everything I ever said about him and and, and accept the fact that I actually like the guy now because he was mm -hmm. my arch nemesis for many years. You know, so uh -oh. I don't know. I, this is this is getting kind of scary, but I'm glad that you said that you have mixed feelings about it because you're a true edge fan. You're not supposed to like what I like about him or dislike about him. So this is this is actually really cool. So that tells me that this is different and this is a dramatic change for him. It is. So, 
you know, but I, I apologize, though. Please don't beat me up. Um, I, I got to stop bringing people on the show who can kick my ass because I, I find myself in this situation every single time I start running my mouth and then I realize I probably just said too much. So I apologize. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, uh, in that first quarter, you had me wanting to turn my key in the ignition. Right now, just... <laughs> and then, and then you talked about Beth, like, all right, all right. And I'll simmer down a little. Okay. I yeah. See, at least I was being fair about it. Come on. You know, we are talking to <laughs> Monique, a.k.a. Mo Muscles, a.k.a. Edge's Throat Goat on Twitter. Um, you know, we, we connected on it about another wrestler, and I, I definitely wanted to spend some time talking about this because uh, she's somebody that I got a lot of, a lot of respect for, a uh, friend of the show, someone whose career I've continued to uh, watch. And, you know, certainly she's been on the show and we've promoted her and what have you. The young lady known as um, Nikita Lyons today, but she was Faith the Lioness in Wild Superheroes. Uh, Faith Jenkins is her name. She's also a, a singer, a dancer, a martial artist, an actress, a reality TV uh, personality. She, she's kind of, you know, it, you could probably spend less time talking about the things that she doesn't do because she do she does so many things. And on top of that, she's such a young person. I think she's she's under 24. She's probably only like 22, 23 years old, which is interesting. What is it about Nikita Lyons that has caught your attention and has made you a fan of hers? I discovered her about three and a half years ago on Instagram, right? And there was a page that posted strictly nothing but women's wrestlers, yum. And you'll just go through their stories and you'll just see pictures of them with no context, no explanation about them. Um, and I'm tapping through this man's story and then I pause and I see this gorgeous blonde. Okay. Cause not for nothing. Faith is a gorgeous girl. She's someone that you have to do a double take for, but she wasn't in her ringer. She was not in um, her martial arts outfit. She wasn't in any other outfit besides, you know, her wearing some jeans or something like that. So I tapped on her page and I was definitely taken back, De definitely taken back because like you said earlier, when you were introducing her, um, you go through her page and there's so much to play around with. Like you'll, you'll see skits of her um, working with other Instagram influencers. You scroll down a little bit more and you see her doing her martial arts. You scroll down a little bit more. You see she's running a workout class. You scroll down a little bit more and you see that she's promoting a song and then you think, wait, does she rap? Does she sing? Does she do this? No, she does both. It's like, wait, whoa, she, she fucking does both? What? And then you keep going down and then like you'll you'll see some of her wrestling work. It's like, oh, and she's a she, she actually is a wrestler. But is she a good wrestler? And then you check through the clips and she can hang. And she can hang. So she's a dancer. She's a singer. She does martial arts. She does the whole shebang and she does it well. And what I think I really gravitated towards with her is that you could just see the confidence oozing through the screen that she's unapologetically herself. You know, um, she's not someone that, that fits in perfectly with previous female wrestlers that we've seen before. Again, she's a lot, she throws a lot at you right away. And rather than hiding it or just letting you find out that she does that, no, she puts it right front and center that this is who I am and this is what I'm going to do. You know, I'm not just this. I'm not just a pretty face. I'm not just a girl with a nice body. I'm not a girl who just does 
this, this, and this. No, she lets everyone know right front and center that I'm all of this, you know, and I love that about her. And then you would think, you would think with all of that, that, oh, you know, if I tap on the video of her speaking on herself, that she probably is someone who's a little egotistical. You would think that, right? Nope. Yet again, I'm judging a book by its cover because she's very humble. She's very humble and she's very heavy on female empowerment. Like in my head, when I discovered her and I went through her page, I almost damn near fell in love. Like she, she is so different. She, she keeps your attention. Um, and I just love that about her, you know? Um, and I feel like she's very misunderstood, especially with her transitioning from um, being on the indies and um, coming on to NXT, she, she is so misunderstood. And I, and I can't even fault NXT because they're trying their hardest to showcase everything that she does. And to other people, it's like, well, can she figure out her gimmick already? And it's like, no, that is her gimmick. Her gimmick is that she is everything and then some. Like, y'all are missing the entire point. She's letting you know that she is that bitch. She could take all your jobs. I fuck with her. I really do. Sorry for that tangent, but I'm just very passionate about her. It's different when you are able to interact with the the wrestlers and you get to, you know, have a little glimpse in who they are as people. And especially doing a show like this. I mean, I mm-hmm. I'm not just talking to the wrestlers in kayfabe. There's there are significant elements of trying to give a snapshot of the person behind the character. And, and certainly everything you just said about Nikita Lyons faith is 100% spot on. So that's 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 a solid uh, description of her, mm-hmm. not only as a performer, but as a person. That's good stuff. I, I wonder about something because she definitely has trended numerous times because of the fact that she's so physically impressive. She's beautiful. She's fit. Um, she got a booty on her, as we know, and People have certainly done memes and, and, and tweeted about it and given her different names and things like that just to keep the conversation going. Um, and, and of course, there are a lot of men, women, non-binary, aliens. Everybody is like in love with this woman. But there are some people who take exception to that and who have definitely mm-hmm. gone out of their way to negatively tweet not only about Nikita Lyons, oh, she ain't all that, yada, 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 but also to admonish anybody who is expressing attraction to her. What's your take on that? I mean, is, is this is this ridiculous or, or does it make sense to you or just from a general standpoint, what's your take on people having an issue with complete strangers being attracted to a wrestler? Well, in terms of just being attracted to a wrestler, um, I don't see what's the issue with that. Um, I mean, we do that in day-to-day life when we come across people when we're outside and doing regular things. So I don't understand why she gets so much backlash because she is attractive. I mean, she keeps up with herself. Like, I I don't quite understand why some people, um, I, I feel as though people kind of, after seeing everything that they presented about Nikita, I'm not sure if it's the way she comes out i'm not sure if it's the ring gears that she wears i'm not sure if it's the post that she chooses to post but i feel as though when people are observing nikita they make it seem as if that's all that she leads with 
and that's all that she will ever be. And I feel like because of that in their heads, I'm just trying to think from their perspective, possibly they they're, they're finding a reason to pick on her, which I think is very unfair because she built that body, that temple that she's rocking. She built that body. Um, her look is her own look and she owns it. And I can't tell if they're coming at her because the way she looks, I can't tell if it's because she's a white woman. I feel as though they're almost like nitpicking without giving her a chance. And that's something that frustrates me about um, being on Twitter or just being a wrestling fan in general. People are so quick to just shoot you down without really giving you a chance or doing your research on this character. I'm sorry, not character, this, this woman, I should say. Like I said before, she's a lot of things. She's a lot of things and a lot of positive things, but they're reaching for little petty things. Like the fact that she had passion twists. I'm pretty sure you saw that. The whole debacle about her having twists in her hair um, and people saying that she's culturally appropriating. And if you did your research, she actually had an explanation when she was on that reality show. I'm not sure if you were aware, but she was on uh, One More Chance. She even had an explanation, a proper explanation as to why her hair was like that because she got called out twice on the show and if anyone did their research for five minutes you would know that she only has that hairstyle because she has a very close friend who does hair who offered to do her hair and faith just wanted to support her friend's black owned business and that that was it it was nothing more nothing less but again people see a beautiful woman and I feel as though they feel threatened by that. A beautiful, natural woman. And I feel as though people get very threatened by that and they just start to nitpick and try to shoot her down because I'm not sure if they have their own faves and their own agenda for who they want to see at top. But the way wrestling works, it's whatever the promoter wants at the time and who has that it factor. And I'm not trying to be an asshole or nothing, but sometimes your fave just might, might not be it. Right, they may not be the flavor of the month. Faith is someone who you can see from a mile away. That that is an it girl. Something about her, she is the it girl. She has these factors to her that could put her if she is. You give her some time and to get into her character and stuff like that. She is someone who you could really mold into championship material. She just has that factor for an industry that's built on sports entertainment. But if they did their research, they would know that. But instead, they just want to focus on her looks. And it has to do with their egos, truly. It does have to do with their egos. Because if, if someone felt secure with themselves and their own self-esteem, stuff like that, they wouldn't be so concerned that someone else is lusting over another woman. You know what I mean? I, I acknowledge the fact that from a societal standpoint, we are taught yeah. that people of color, people with darker skin uh, are somehow some way less than people with fairer skin. You know what I mean? If it's white, it's right. If it's not, it's not. You know, that's that's the way that society has presented people and things. I mean, to the point where if you're wearing white, you're poor, you're uh, pure. If you're if you're wearing black or if there's black on it, it's dirty. So I, I get that. And I think that some of that is underlying some of these emotions where it's like, well, why are all these men of color lusting over this this white lady. I mean, she got a big booty with well, so-and-so got a big booty too. Why are you lusting over Why is her? that wrong? It's it, the well, question. Like, that's the thing. It's like, that's, and that's my question. It's like, wait a second. 
who gives a damn if Johnny so-and-so is attracted to such and such wrestler? I mean, aren't you attracted to, to wrestlers too? Like, what, the, what are you talking about? You know, and, and I guess that's the, the frustration with that, because like you said, of all the people who could be considered manufactured and fake, and this is just a gimmick and, and it's not going to work. And yeah, no, this young lady is the real deal. I mean, she's been in martial arts since she was a little kid. This is not somebody who isn't built for this life. Like literally her entire trajectory in life has been groomed to be at this level where she is entertaining at the highest level, you know, and she's also a legitimate athlete and a legitimate dancer and a legitimate Mm -hmm. singer. And so it's just like, I think people in overtime, they'll see it, but I think that they're, they're missing the mark if they're looking at, the presentation of Nikita Lyons and scoffing at it or acting as if it's something that it's not, because no, this is actually the real deal. And, and as yeah, you and said, I just want to uh, build on your point. Yeah. I want, I want to build on your point and start to cut you off. It's just that uh, back in the day, we had plenty a plethora of, of white women that were just solely there for their looks. And I didn't see anyone complaining back then when people were lusting over Trish or a Tory or a Sable, none of that. And they don't um, even complain about it now when people still do it of yeah. those same women, right? Yeah. So why does Nikita get all this backlash? And again, unlike most of those women I just mentioned, she's all natural. Again, I feel like it really has to do with um, egos, fragile egos, because yes, she's a beautiful woman, but like you just stated, she does a lot. She does. She's very talented, multi-talented, multifaceted. Like you don't see this happening with the men. You don't. Listen, it's I, only in female wrestling I've that never you seen, see this division. I've never mm-hmm. seen uh, men complaining about women lusted over Randy Orton. You know Thank what I you. mean? He's he's like the the, the darling of uh, female wrestling fans, especially female wrestling fans of color. And and I don't see anybody taking offense to that it's like okay you like randy Mm -hmm. orton so what (laughs) yes no you'll never see this division but for some reason when it comes to the woman it's always the leading uh, uh, the lead conversation you know god forbid someone made a comment about tiffany stratton or whatnot um or mandy rose and it's it's it, it irritates me because you guys are part of the reason why there's a setback in the women's division because look what you're focused on rather than just looking at it the same way you look at men's wrestling you guys focus well you guys will focus on the gimmick you guys will focus on the storyline you guys will focus on the match quality just that maybe they're tired it's the only the only um critique i'll ever see on the men but when it comes to the females it's about her, her the work that she got done um, it's about uh, her tan. It's about her hair. It's about all this this extraness. It's just like you guys are focused on the wrong things. Like, take a second and, and look at yourself for a moment, because like, this is this don't this is not adding up. It's not making any kind of sense. Mo muscles. If you didn't know before, you certainly know now. Uh, I get canceled every other week, so I'm sure someone is going to hear this and they're going to be like, "That's it, Duke. He's done." We will never support him again. We're not going to talk to him. How dare he have Monique, Mo Muscles, Edge's Throat Goat on his show calling us out like this. So I'm not sure how how often you get canceled, but you can bet people are going to cancel the both of us for having this conversation, for having the audacity to put this out to the world. And again, give an opinion on something. 
does that happen to you? Do people threaten to to somehow shut you down and and no one can ever talk to you again over over your opinions? I'm not sure about you, but I utilize all my Twitter functions and I definitely utilize the new conversation button because I said what the fuck I said and I meant it. <laughs> okay. I meant it with my full chest. So with all that being said, um, <laughs> I'm not concerned about if I get canceled. Now I understand you have a platform, you know, so um, maybe you, you do have to second guess the way you, you articulate things and you make sure that you get your point out. Me personally, I'm going to say whatever the hell I want to say exactly the way I want to say it. And if you don't like it, well, that's on you. Um, again, wrestling is a subjective sport. I'm going to state all my opinions to the fullest extent. And it's just something I'm happy by. The, I'm, I'm very happy that we're able to touch upon this topic right now because it's something where there's not enough characters for, for the both of us to expand on, you know, because the thing about Twitter that sucks too, is that because you only have a limited amount of characters, people will nitpick at things that you couldn't fit in there and then snowball it and make it into something that it, that, that isn't. So I don't take wrestling Twitter all that seriously. I don't, if anything, um, it, it, it's kind of a joke to me at times because the people who are going hard, they're not taking the time to, um, read what you have to say and just take themselves out of their shoes for one moment and just look at it from another perspective because I'm not asking for anybody to agree with me. I want you to have a, a mind of your own. I want you to have a brain of your own. You know, um, disagreements create discussion and a level of understanding for one another. You know, uh, wrestling would be boring as hell if we all fought the same. It would suck to be honest, it would. Um, so I'm happy that we have that variation, that, that we do have other opinions, but I do feel as though people need to, you know, not get their panties in the bunch about someone else having an opinion that's on the other end of theirs. Again, what made wrestling Twitter suck or just wrestling in general suck is just extremist opinions. And I'm not one of those people. I may not agree with you on something like we didn't agree on edges now you know did i low-key want to fight you a little bit yeah <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I'm totally kidding but um i listened to what you have to say and i fully respected it and if people operated that way we wouldn't have so much discourse in this community i'm not sure about you I mm -hmm. agree with you 100 percent. And by the way, folks, she's not totally kidding. Uh, you know, she's sending me messages saying as soon as we've done recording, <laughs> watch your back. So just so you know, like, she's not totally kidding. She's probably going to kill me. Uh, but no, you know, it's funny when I first of all, in in, in I'm not going to say real life because this is real as well. But in non wrestling life, I get paid to give my opinion and to utilize what I know to be true in order to improve upon things. I mean, that literally is my career in different industry. So mm -hmm. how could I not do this uh, on my podcast platforms? But I'll tell you a funny story real quick. When I first started off and I only had a couple of episodes out, some random person from the UK took issue with something that I said and then proceeded to just bury me on Twitter talking about how terrible I am and my show stinks and, you know, no one listens to this. And then they started tagging their friends and then their friends started joining in and, and they were like, listen, but we just got came back from the pub. 
So we're good and drunk and we're going to keep this going. And they just buried me for hours. I mean, literally hours. So I'm sitting there like I'm ruined. That's it. I'm done. My podcast. No one's ever going to listen to it now. They just, you know, uh, people think I'm a joke like this is terrible. And I went to bed. And then I woke up the next day and I, I looked and the strangest thing happened. My follower count went through the roof. And people who actually agree and who actually took the time to listen to my show, they were like, hey, man, we, we subscribe to your show. This is actually pretty good. And whether they, you know, so it turned into these negative people who, who really took issue with something that I said to the point where they wanted to bury me for hours about it because they shared my stuff. It actually allowed me to be seen by others and more like minded people or even just people who may not agree with what I have to say, but they don't mind listening and they actually enjoy what they heard. So it spread mm -hmm. the word for me. So from that moment on, mm -hmm. I realized and, and I, you know, listen, I'm a I don't I don't have a religion, but I do have a very strong relationship with God. I do believe in God. And I feel like God was teaching me something in that moment saying, hey, man, you're here to speak your mind and to be a voice and sometimes to be a voice for people whose voice may not be as loud as yours. So no, you need to keep saying what you have to say, be consistent with it. Don't be fake about it. Be straight up and look, however people react is however people react, but at least they're going to know that you are a legitimate, open and honest person about it. You know what I mean? And, and that's it. So then the next part of that is go out and find others like you and put them on the show, elevate their voice, amplify their voice so we can keep this whole thing going where it's like, look, enough of the fake stuff, enough of the people who are just saying things just to get a rise out of people, enough of the people who um, don't have the integrity to be their true selves. Like, no, let's find real, recognize real. So let's go find real mm -hmm. and let's make sure we're highlighting real which is exactly why you're on this show right now, because that's exactly um, what I recognize about you. And it's completely like minded. So, no, I don't care. Like I said, I, I laugh about it at this point. People are going to cancel me. Go ahead. Cancel me. What the hell do I care? You were, you probably weren't listening to the show anyway. And I, I you know, so many people listen to the show and, and subscribe and pay attention and, and share the show that it's like, OK, I don't know if I necessarily needed somebody who's going to get pissed off at me because I said I didn't like edge and I root against him. I'm not really too mm. concerned about if that person that hates my guts for saying that or not. Uh, it just, that's real life, you know? So no, I appreciate what you said there. And especially about faith, uh, the lioness, AKA Nikita lions, uh, you hit, you hit the nail right on the head. That's good stuff. Before I let you go, talk to me about WrestleMania. I mean, what, what about WrestleMania are you anticipating the most? What, what are you most excited about? for that weekend if i have to be brutally honest about this wrestlemania um i have never felt so deflated about a wrestlemania before um it's it's a lot of things that i would contribute to that it's uh it's the laziness in the booking um it's just it feels as though that majority of the storylines don't have the oomph in it. it doesn't have any level of sense of urgency or importance to it um there's matches that i'm i would i'm happy to see just for like the wrestling itself 
Um, for example, Becky versus Bianca. I'm a huge, huge Bianca Belair fan. That is my girl. Okay, she's my favorite girl on that roster. Just throwing it out there. Um, I love Bianca Belair, but even with this little last minute build that they have between her and Becky, I can't find myself getting nearly as excited for that match as I did for last year's WrestleMania main event between Sasha and Bianca. Um, you know, that feud was thrown in together very last minute, but the urgency still was there. The importance and the weight to that match leading up to it was there. Um, Maybe it's just because uh, the, the gap between the incident at SummerSlam to now with uh, Bianca and Becky just feels, you know, too late, a little too late. But I don't really feel as excited about the feud, but I am interested in the match itself. Edge, of course, versus AJ Styles. Super excited for that, actually. That's the only one I, I would say that I'm on the edge of my seat. Super excited about because, duh, I love Edge, yes. but. Um, I love the storytelling there. Um, the more I do think about it, like I said, I had to reflect because I was angry at first with these changes. I was not ready for this transition in my life. <laughs> uh, when it came to Edge and AJ, I love the transitioning in their story. And I like how they kind of threw us a little loophole there. And they decided to give us a new character at the very end because now I have another grandiose entrance from Edge to anticipate. I don't know how he's going to come out. I don't know how he's going to look. We don't know. That's fun. I like to have some surprises at WrestleMania. But on top of that, you just know that between Edge and AJ, it's just going to be a damn good match. So that's on my list. And one more I wouldn't say is Brock and, uh, and Roman. Um, not even so much just for the match, but um, if I'm not mistaken, it's unification, right? So that hasn't been made clear. I <laughs> I hope not. You know, there have been reports that they're still going to be used as separate titles, but you know what those quote unquote reports are. It didn't come directly from WWE, so I'm not, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. So not sure yet, but I I personally hope it's not a unification because I I do appreciate why not? two titles. I, I would love to know why. Well, you know, it it provides more opportunities for others. Um, when you have two top champions in the company, because now when you do live events, mm. you, you allow the people who are paying their hard earned money to see the live events, to see the, the world champion, you know, and, and I think that it also on the, on the flip side, it takes the pressure off of one person to have to carry entire divisions like that. You know, when, when, when you're the world champion, you got to work all the top shows and you got to work more house shows and you got to do these things like that. So to have two separate people who can carry that load, I think is from a health and safety standpoint, I think it's better for the wrestlers too. Now it may affect their pay. You know, maybe they're not getting paid as much on average compared to other years, especially when you adjust for inflation. But I don't know. I, I think that it's, it's worth it if it's going to take less uh, miles off an individual's body. So I, I believe in having two separate world champions for the different brands. That's a, that's a very interesting perspective because I was on the hard right end about um, unifying the, the, the titles because I feel as though um, WrestleManias and over the years, because we have so many titles going on, 
um, and a lot of lazy storylines that the importance of every WrestleMania, not every single one of them, because there has been pretty good ones. Um, I feel like the importance has kind of declined. And I'm, it, it makes me think to myself, like, why, do, you know, does Vince and his writers just feel like they, they're biting off more than they could chew with having so many stories to write for that they can't make them all feel important, you know? So it, it gets to a point uh, for me as a viewer when I'm watching that the titles don't feel as prestigious, at least not as prestigious as when I was younger watching wrestling and we had different belts going on, like, you know, Cena spinner belt or the world heavyweight championship belt or whatnot. I felt like when we had less belts and, I'm, and this just goes for all the belts. I'm not talking about just the, the world championship. I'm talking about the tag titles. I'm talking about um, the mid car titles. I feel like we have too much going on. It's if you're not going to give me a damn good story so that when that person does get the one, two, three, or that submission and they win, you know, you can't get me to emote with them during WrestleMania. You know, why do I have that belt for? Why does that person have that belt? You know, at that point, it's just an object they're, they're lugging around, you know? Um, you could feel differently about it. And I, I, I 100% respect your, your opinion because you did make a lot of valid points. It's just that I feel as though they're props at this point. Um, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And I agree with everything that you said there. And that's the challenge. I mean, it's I don't envy people who have to run wrestling promotions, especially those that are on the status of, of well, nothing is on the status of WWE except for WWE. But even on a, on a you know, rung below, like an Impact Wrestling and AEW, these decisions are tough decisions to make, you know, because let, let's take Roman Reigns, for example. I mean, this, this guy is beaten cancer twice. And we are still in a pandemic era. Does it make sense to have him wrestle as many matches in 2022 as he did in, I don't know, 2016? You know what I mean? So it's it's tough. It's really tough to it's a judgment call that you got to make. But long term, what's best for business? And I think that when you have two champions, men and women, when you have two top champions, especially a top champion of a brand, you also allow the customer base to feel like they got their money's worth because they got to see the champion. If I go mm -hmm. to a live event and Roman Reigns is not there, why the hell am I spending as much money as, as you are when you went to your live event and Roman Reigns was there? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, it's almost like I feel cheated. But if I can get Brock Lesnar or if I can get Bobby Lashley, you know, whoever is champion at the time, if I can get Bianca Belair, then it's like, okay, well, Hey, you know, I still got a champion on, on this card, so not so bad. So it's it's tough. It's tough. But I, I agree with what you're saying, though. The, the significance of the titles are, are far less today. It, it definitely seems like it doesn't mean as much. And I blame the storytelling aspect of that. I think WWE's writing overall has been piss poor. I think that there are very few instances where it's actually made sense. I mean, whatever Roman is doing has worked, but that's because Paul Heyman and Roman are putting their heads together on that. And I think they have a lot more creative control over what they're doing as opposed to others. You know, I, I don't know mm -hmm. what they're doing with Bianca Belair. I think it's embarrassing the way that yeah. they've told her story. Um, and thank God for Dewdrop allowing herself to be picked up and thrown around the way that she has, because to a certain degree, whether people realize it, or I know a lot of people say they're sick and tired of seeing that match, but what you don't realize is 
every time Bianca Belair picks Dewdrop up and does that that finisher, um, it's impressive. And Dewdrop being as good as she is, where she's able to sell that, it definitely does make Bianca Belair look as strong and as dominating as she actually is in real life. She could actually bust everybody's ass in there if, if push came to shove. So those little things have helped build her more than everything else that's happened to her since she lost the belt to Becky Lynch. Yeah, her momentum has definitely slowed down um, yeah. with Bianca. It, it, and it frustrates me because, again, I fell in love with that woman since... um can't remember what WrestleMania was, but she came out in this black and uh, this black sparkly gear. Um, and I think it was a battle royal where she did like a 450 splash. And I was like, who's this girl? You know what I mean? Like you knew that there was something about her that was going to be very special, um, you know, and they did a very good job last WrestleMania building her to make her feel like she is bigger than life. And it felt as though the moment they let Becky beat her in a small amount of time. That just pisses me off for like a multitude of reasons. Oh my God. Just. <laughs> um, and just they've, the they've taken the that, gas off of her ever since then. Yeah. Right. Like it's not. Oh my God. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. And we thought they were going to revisit it sooner. We thought yeah. they were going to revisit and, and fix their wrongdoing sooner because it just didn't make any sense. Like you thought at some point, all right, there has to be a payoff. There has to be, you know, and, and it made both of them look bad. Becky didn't, it didn't make Becky a better heel. I'm not sure how you feel about Becky personally, but I, I cannot get behind the Becky that we see now, as opposed to the man. I understand why she changed her gimmick because of her, her controversy uh, with Ric Flair. I, I, I get it, but that decision didn't make her a better heel at all. It, it didn't make her look any better. And it dropped Bianca's stocks because we just watched her pick up Otis. Okay. He was like, what, 340, 360 pounds, something like that. We just watched her carry him last year. We just watched her last year beat one of the greatest women of all time, Sasha Banks, for her belt, just to get picked up and slammed by some scrawny girl who probably weighs 110 pounds soaking wet, okay, and pinned one, two, three. Huh? Excuse me? How am I supposed to get behind this? I know it, it makes no sense. And, and how the fuck am I? I'm sorry. I, I just get <laughs> I get hot when I think about it because it's just like, why are you playing my girl? Yep. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. And, and for Becky, I've never seen Becky Lynch um, have a credible match mm. for me, my taste, what I like about pro wrestling. And I grew up on Ric Flair. I grew up on on Eric Embry. I grew up on Ted DiBiase. I grew up on, on wrestling that looked a certain way and felt a certain way, made me feel a certain way. I've never seen Becky Lynch have a credible match outside of her matches going all the way back to NXT outside of her matches with Sasha, Charlotte and Bailey. I have never seen Becky Lynch have a good match with anyone, but those three. And part of the reason why is because those three carry her and guide her and allow her to be her best self. But what does that mean? I don't think Becky Lynch can do that for anybody else. I've never seen her do it. So, no, I'm, oh, I'm not impressed. With, now. Well, that's okay. I, I, I've been <laughs> consistent about my opinion on her. Uh, but, no, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> it's crazy, though. So it's like I, I'm not this this latest run has been the worst run that she's had since she's been a, a quote unquote superstar. Because it's very clear that she's just not very good. 
She's just not. You know, for, for my they money, I'd rather see Alexa Bliss be champion and be the heater for other people than, than mm-hmm. a Becky Lynch, you know? Yeah. But, hey, what do, you, what do you say? What do you say? Well, and I hopefully couldn't stand Bailey Alexa for the back. longest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I actually would prefer to see her in that position. Absolutely. Um, I think she'd be much better. And I think she's a much better heel because she understands psychology better. I just think Becky Lynch is playing a role, which good for her, but it stinks. So just get her out of here. Get, give me what I want. I want to see Bianca Belair be Brock Lesnar-like, where she's not a good guy. She's not a bad guy. She's just a badass that can hurt anybody that stands in her way. Just give me that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't she's a to... very easy, self-explanatory person to yes. book, and I don't understand why they butchered her. Like I don't know how or why, especially if, if there's reports out there that Vince supposedly loves Bianca Belair. I don't know how you could book someone like that. It's crazy. I don't. It's cr- and here's the worst part. You got somebody like Nikita Lyons coming up, right? It's not yeah. going to take long before she hits the main roster. We know that that's going to happen sooner rather than later. She doesn't, she's not going to spend much time in NXT. Why would you do it? You need to make money off of her because she's a money maker. You mm-hmm. know for a fact that they're going to at least allow her to be the tweener and the ass kicker, what have you, because she's legitimately that. So you really need to to allow Bianca to be what she needs to be because there's money in that match. Can you imagine oh, the Lions versus Bianca Belair? Are you yep. kidding me? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you're going to be printed money. That's, that's, I was actually everywhere. thinking about that to yeah. myself when I was watching her go at it with Lash Legend, because um, there's some aspect about Lash Legend that kind of makes me think about um, Bianca's athleticism. Sure. You know, I saw that immediately. I thought about Bianca versus Nikita and like, this could be a match or Nikita versus Naomi too. Yes. I thought about. Yes. Like, yes. So that's that what I mean. It's a money match. Right that's there. money. That's money in the bank. So, so, but, but you're not going to make the money the way that you could, if you don't allow Bianca Belair to be the dominant force that she naturally is. There's no one mm-hmm. in there other than maybe Ronda Rousey in a real fight. Um, there's very few people who could probably even take Bianca Belair in a shoot. And you can just look and see it. So it's like, so what are we doing? You know what I mean? Just let her kick everybody's ass. I mean, it's not that hard to believe. You're not going to have Brock Lesnar lose to everybody, right? He's an ass kicker. So what are we Mm -hmm. doing here? You know, they've been playing with the woman. I feel like, um, I feel like ever since Rhonda departed, they have been playing with the women's storylines and the women's booking. I mean, even though uh, I was, super duper happy for um, Sasha's win last year and I got invested into that storyline it's even the way that they they had this girl uh go about her title ring pissed me off too yeah. they got very lazy with the woman as soon as Ronda left and then when Ronda came back I know a lot of people were like you know I don't want this woman back after that shoot that she said you know where she sorry she she did um my apologies where she just um went in about the wrestling fans and stuff like that you know I I, I personally don't have an opinion towards it you know um I don't. Um, Ronda Rousey's I, I, money. She's money. She's gonna bring in yeah, eyeballs. So I don't. Yeah. Care. I don't basically, care. Yeah. I didn't. I person didn't give a fuck. Um, and I'm and I expected that behavior from her because of the way she reacted when she was at MMA. So honestly, nothing that came out of her mouth, I was shocked by. I just shrugged my shoulders and kept it pushing. But um, I I was happy that she came back because I thought that if she did, because she she was very passionate during her first run. You saw it in her eyes. You saw she was happy to be here. But you know this this time around, she just doesn't give a fuck i'm not sure because she's tired you know i'm not sure it has to do with any mommy duties i don't know if it's because there's something that is to be anticipated that we don't know about between her match with her and charlotte i'm not sure if someone told her that oh charlotte's gonna go over 
So maybe she's just been a bratty mood this entire time. I don't know, but I feel as though that even with her here, uh, nothing, there's no give. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're, they're making her be a baby face and, and, and Ronda Rousey's a lot of things. She's not a baby face. Like in life, she, she talks about mm-hmm. how her mother always told her not to like, what do they call them? Lazy bitches or something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. So, so this is a person that has an opinion about other women. And because she views herself as an alpha, she looks at other women as betas and you really have to be something in order for her to acknowledge you as being good enough. And, and that, that thread, that type of uh, attitude towards other people, that's not endearing. That's not something that most people are going to cheer, at least not initially. Mm-hmm. That's something that people are going to take offense to, and, and rightfully so. Now, over time, they're going to respect your ability to actually back up what you say and kick everybody's ass so you can accept it. I don't like so-and-so, but because they can beat everybody up, that's actually kind of cool. At least they back it up. But it's mm-hmm. like, don't have her be a baby face. Like, she's not a baby face. No, come on. She's <laughs> so bad at being a baby face that yeah. people are actually cheering Charlotte. Like, I'm not sure if you saw the discourse yesterday, yep. but it was to a point where people were comparing her to AJ Lee and saying that she could take AJ, AJ Lee on in a promo. I'm like, are you guys stupid? What? I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Charlotte is not that good at a promo. In my personal opinion, I think that she sounds very robotic unless she's shooting. Like, unless Charlotte is mad as hell that day, that's the only time I had ever seen her cut a promo where I'm like, oh, okay, Charlotte, you got it, you know? Um, (laughs) But you know what's happening? Charlotte, because we know that Charlotte is about wrestling, like literally pro wrestling is her priority. I think that people have a visceral reaction to people who you know pro wrestling is not really their priority. And I think that there's a little bit of that at play here where maybe the fans are starting to turn because it's like when Brock Lesnar left the WWE to try to be a football player and then he became an NFL, then became a UFC fighter. People boo him out of the building because they knew, oh, this guy doesn't care about wrestling as much as so and so, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that some of that is bleeding over and Charlotte is is uh, getting the rub because of it. But that match is not something anyone really gives a damn about. Come on. No, because it should have been <laughs> Sasha. It yeah. should have been yeah. Sasha. Yeah. Like that would have been money right there to just have that full circle story of Sasha being able to get her win over Charlotte, you know? Yep. Um, And it just pisses me off because the least I could have done was put Sasha in the match. But then the more I thought about it too, I was like, "Mm, they probably might make Sasha eat the pin. Exactly. Or submit. And we can't. It's it's frustrating. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. So you see Um, that folks here. We have Mo muscles here again, clearly. She's not just somebody who's just talking nonsense online. She actually understands pro wrestling, has well-defined uh, perspective and opinion, and is not afraid to share it. So how could you <laughs> not respect that? I mean, it's good stuff there. Listen, Bo, let everybody know the best way that they can follow you online. I mean, it sounds like Twitter is your bread and butter there in that regard. That's where you want most of your traffic to go. Uh, yeah. I just throw a goat. Not changing that handle anytime soon. Hoping Ed <laughs> to see it. <laughs> if he hasn't already. That's that's my dominant platform. If you guys want to follow me and see some of my crazy takes and opinions, you know, if you could get through all uh, the chaotic things that come out of my mouth. I got mm-hmm. I got one last question before I let you go, because with all of this culture that you have going on, plus you're you're a New Yorker. Uh, yeah. Food. What, what do you what, what's going to be happening at the WrestleMania party 
at Mo Muscle's place there, what what is the big thing that is going to be on the menu? Hmm. Um, funny that you said that because I was considering uh, doing the same thing I did last year and doing a little WrestleMania hotel party thing. So I haven't I haven't gotten that far yet. You know, I, I'm a very simple woman. I'm fine with some New York pizza. What's your go-to New York pizza? Now, I'm a very simple woman. I like me a, just a plain cheese pizza. But, you know, if I want to dabble a little, I'll put some chicken on it because, you know, I just like some chicken. <laughs> well, listen, if, if, if Adam Edge Copeland is listening, if you ever wanted to give Edge's throat goat a, a birthday surprise, get her some some New York pizza with some chicken on it. OK, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. This is quite the experience. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.